Hello and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your number one podcast for vampires, werewolves, and the asset curses that bind them in a quest for tacky knickknacks. My name's Claire, I'm joined as always by my co-host Beth, and we're here to discuss the episode Plan B. And my initial reaction seeing the name of the episode was, uh-oh, who had unprotected sex? But it wasn't that kind of Plan B. Oh... Uh. Though I wouldn't be surprised if it had been. I know, it could have been. There are so many sexual relationships <laughs> amongst captivating teenagers. Yeah, and we're reminded of that straight off the bat because uh, first thing we see is Stefan and Elena in bed together. And this whole scene, like the whole color scheme and everything, really kind of weirded me out because it was like Elena's white sheets with like a red... Uh, like floral pattern mm-hmm. and she's wearing this like baby pink tank top and everything looks so like pure and innocent but they're all she's also in bed with Stefan. yeah it was weird and i was like where's aunt jenna but we find out that well i yeah. won't give it away now <laughs> yeah so it's like they're in bed together elena's watching Stefan while he sleeps and he catches her and tells her it's creepy and i'm like if Stefan is calling your behavior creepy like, either he's a dick or you've crossed a line. I think in this situation, he's just kind of a dick. Yeah. I mean, you can watch someone sleep if you're sleeping with them. I feel like that's a given. Yeah. I mean, I've personally never done it, but I also would never be the first person to wake up in any situation. <laughs> exactly. I was about to say, I've never done it either, but it's always because I'm the first person to fall asleep and the last person to wake up. Yeah. I love sleeping. I guess, like, if it was just somebody I had had a one night stand with or something, it would be creepy. Yeah. But they're in a committed, loving relationship. Yeah. Anyway. Um, this is intercut with um, another sultry couple who we learned about last week, Mason and Catherine. Ooh. And the first shot, we were both kind of confused because it looked like it was Stefan and Catherine because she had really curly hair, so obviously it wasn't Elena. Uh-huh. It can never be. And it was like be. a white brunette male yeah i thought it was them but what gave it away and why i got confused was because there was no giant horse poster above (laughs) the bed and i was like oh that's not elena well the thing that tipped me off first was it was plain white sheets instead of the cutesy uh ikea bedspread sheets oh yeah but yeah definitely no horse painting she had curly hair and she was wearing a black bra, which doesn't seem very Elena. No, Elena would never wear a black bra. I feel like she probably has worn a black bra in this show. <laughs> probably, but not in this scene. Only pink frilly tank tops. She wanted to look very virginal today for some reason. So, Stefan and Elena are chatting about how like it's so dangerous for them to be doing this right now because... They're still pretending to be on the outs for Catherine's benefit. Yeah, and Elena's like, what do you think Catherine would do if she knew that we were fake fighting? And I was just like, LOL, God, it just sounded so, I don't know, like, it seems like a fucking plan that teenagers would come up with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it didn't involve a life or death circumstance. And it's like, well, we know what will happen if she finds out. She's going to start killing your loved ones. Way to kill the mood. (laughs) True. Yeah, and they're just, like, casually mentioning this interspersed with talking about how they have to go later to decorate at the Lockwoods for the fundraiser. Yeah, for the Lockwood charity thing, which is never really explained in this episode. No. They mention that it's a masquerade at some point, maybe. 
And the next episode is called Masquerade. So they're preparing for an event that doesn't happen in this episode. Okay. But the charity aspect of it is never clarified. <laughs> of course. It's probably just money for the founding families. It's probably Mayor Carol Lockwood's salary. <laughs> oh. So while they're doing that, uh, Mason and Catherine are making out and... They're talking about the Moonstone, and Catherine wants to know where it is, because Mason told her he has it, but he hasn't given it to her. Mm-hmm. And he says it's in a safe place with, like, a twinkle in his eye, and was like, are you trying to get her to, like, cavity search you right now? Oh, maybe. So, I'm, at this point, assuming it is in his butt. <laughs> and he asks, like, oh, what happens when I give it to you? And she, in a very convincing tone of voice, says, they'll live happily ever after. She promises. Yeah. And then she's all like, I love you. Oh, yeah. I don't trust this lady. But then she also, like, bites his neck a little bit. And he calls her Kath. Oh, yeah. That was so weird. Catherine is not a Kath. No. But then, possibly my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> I think I laughed about this way more than it deserved, but... Uh, Elena's keeping up with the like couple of drops of blood for stuff in a day diet and she takes like a needle and pricks her finger and like gets a little drop of blood and then like 20 seconds later says ow yeah it was such a delayed reaction it was it was like she forgot her line and somebody was like come on come on I just like cackled I don't know it was really funny to me. it was I was texting when that happened the first time so luckily we re- we re uh, we rewound it. Um, yeah. I can't believe you were texting during Sacred Vampire Diaries time. I know. That's what you get. You miss the hilarious moment. <laughs> I could have never done the podcast without <laughs> watching that moment. It would have been pointless. Totally. So I think we leave those two couples, like everybody saying they love each other and promising to always be true or whatever. And then title card and... Who do we cut to but fucking Jeremy? Ugh, of course. And he did, like, the intro to this episode, like, previously on the Vampire Diaries or whatever. Yeah. So we knew he was going to be in this episode, unfortunately. Previously on the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, uh, it's how he sounds. Oh, my God. And he made so many stupid faces in this episode. He really did. Yeah, like, he was, like, trying to, like, look wizened or something i don't fucking know jeremy's whole deal in this episode is he wants to be part of the scooby gang or you know whatever and nobody wants him there but he's trying to be like super useful and be like one of the team yeah oh my god please we have better things to do than have fucking jeremy tagging around so in the scene here he shows up at the salvators and rings the doorbell i guess and damon comes and he's just kind of like what the fuck do you want like what are you doing here um and he pretty much like went on a fact-finding mission about the moonstone would that be right to say well basically he got the info from tyler lockwood oh that's right at uh-huh. their really fun party last week <laughs> oh. with amy bradley and sarah and he immediately ran to Damon because he has this weird fixation with Damon this week. Like, he really wants to hang out with Damon. And, like, do you not remember he murdered you recently? Yeah, like, he should not be the person that you're trying to hang out with. But, I mean, that's just Jeremy Gilbert for you. So he's like, I, have, I know about the Moonstone. Have you heard of the Moonstone? Tyler Lockwood has it. And it's something to do with werewolves. 
Yeah, and his You ex- have to kill somebody to be a werewolf. I have so many details. I know. I wrote down how he said it because it sounded so stupid. He's like, the moonstone, it's a special rock connected to the werewolf legend. Thanks for nothing. We could have figured that out before you came here, Jeremy. Jeez Louise. You fuck. <laughs> Sorry. I'm really mad about Jeremy today. When are you not mad about Jeremy? Never. But we haven't seen this much of him in an episode in a while, so I feel like yeah. my anger is percolating. Yeah, it all, all had to come out sometime. Mm-hmm. So throughout this whole exchange, um, Damon is like repeatedly trying to slam the door in Jeremy's face, which yeah. I really enjoyed. <laughs> but when he finds out about the Moonstone, he's like, fine, come in. And we cut over to the Lockwood Mansion where everybody's getting shit ready for this masquerade ball. And <laughs> there's, like, some guy is carrying some piece of furniture and they're not doing a careful job of it. And Carol yells at them, be careful with that. It's from the 1800s. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe it. She didn't say it's from 1864. <laughs> I know. It was a miracle. There are other years. It was a whole century. <laughs> it's from some point. There was furniture the that was made in 1863. Wow. The show really made a jump here. <laughs> it sure did. So Aunt Jenna is, like, there, and Carol thanks her for wrangling all of the volunteers, and Aunt Jenna's like, oh, this is, you know, one of my favorite parties, and then um, Carol is like, yes, it was the late Mayor Lockwood's (laughs) favorite as well. What was his name? Richard? Richard, that's right. It was Richard's favorite as well. Um, So then Aunt Jenna walks away all proud of her volunteer skills, and she walks by Stefan, and she's like, hey, Stefan, Rick's going to come over for dinner tonight. Why don't you come over? And then Stefan is all like, oh, well, you know, me and Elena are kind of on a break for a little bit. We were on a break. (laughs) I know. I thought of that, too. (laughs) Um, So Aunt Jenna looks at him, and she pretty much is like, that's not what I heard this morning. So she knew that Stefan was in Elena's room and that they were getting busy and having their romantic conversations. Yep. Yeah. And she has this, like, twinkle in her eye the whole time, like, haha, I heard you fucking my teenage niece this morning. Ho ho. I know. She's trying to be cool Aunt Jenna here. <laughs> yeah. I guess. And now I want to ask again what time of year it is because Aunt Jenna's outfit is like a brown button-down belted shirt dress mm-hmm. worn over black tights. And that seems like a very fall kind of outfit. It does. And I was pretty sure it was spring. Maybe she's just not dressing for the season. I don't know. I'm still confused. Yeah. I it I have no idea what season it is. They keep, like, having fires, and then everyone's wearing t-shirts, and then people are wearing winter coats. Yeah, Elena was wearing a camisole to bed, so it probably wasn't that cold outside. I know. Or maybe she was just trying to be hot. She was being sexy. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think the next thing that happens is that Bonnie and Elena run into each other outside. Oh, yeah, and this was a little awkward. Bonnie's been gone for at least two episodes, maybe three. Good. (laughs) Yeah. We haven't had to deal with her judgmental bullshit in a while, and she really makes up for lost time. Like, this whole scene is basically Bonnie being like, fuck you, Elena, how dare you continue to be Caroline's friend instead of being my friend? How dare you choose all these people over me? Yeah, 
And Bonnie keeps referring to herself as, like, the odd man out. It's like... Um, it's like, well, yeah, you are, because you're being a dick. Yeah, but also, like, you're a witch. <laughs> Caroline's a vampire. Elena is a human. There's no odd man out. Like, all of these situations are crazy. Yeah. It's really annoying. Bonnie is super pissed, and I'm super pissed at her. Yeah, and, and she's, I want her to get her shit together. I do too. And what really bothered me is when she was like, losing Caroline was bad enough. I didn't expect that I was going to lose you too. You didn't lose Caroline. And what what did you, you were like. You threw her away. You threw her away. Like it's she was so true. Yesterday's garbage. Uh, what a bummer. So Bonnie needs to take a look in the mirror and understand that she's the asshole in this situation, but she's not ready for that yet. She's certainly not. So we leave Bonnie and Elena in their tense argument and hop over to the Salvatores, um, where we check in on Sheriff Forbes. So I hadn't remembered this, that she was still in the downstairs grow room slash dungeon, um, and Caroline goes down to visit her and bringing her food and in this episode Caroline is wearing a sweater that I really hate yeah it was weird it was like a white button down sweater cardigan type thing but like a regular sweater material not like a thin cardigan yeah and maybe it was it cable knit or just ribbed it was cable knit and it had this weird patch on it like she was going to Hogwarts yes, or something that's what, I thought it was a Hogwarts sweater but it was white so I knew it couldn't be and also she's wearing this sweater what season is it <laughs> So true. But she's wearing a camisole underneath, so there's like a lot of like chest exposed, not cleavage, but you would be cold if it was yeah. true fall. Ugh, I don't know. It's confusing. But she sees that her mom has not eaten like any of the meal she lovingly prepared. And it looked good too. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it looks like, you know, somebody who knows how to cook actually cooked it. Yeah, I thought it was, like, crab cakes or something. I yeah, don't know. Like potato pancakes. Yeah. Um, so Caroline's trying to be all cheery, and she's like, so, good news, uh, the ravine's almost out of your system, you can go home tonight. And Liz just will not acknowledge her. Yeah. She's, like, won't even look at her, and... Carolina's family like are you seriously just not going to like even acknowledge that I exist and she's like yep leave me alone yeah it was cold but then Caroline gets real she's like fine I guess it's no different than before I was a vampire it's not like I died or anything and I was like that's a really intense way of putting it it's like guess what I'm your daughter and I died and yeah. now you're like not even talking to me and that finally gets through to her and I'm like, man, Sheriff Forbes is coming around faster than Bonnie. That's fucked up. She's been indoctrinated against vampires for, like, 40 years. I know. It's true. Especially, like, her strong reaction and how that could, like, soften her. It yeah. was crazy. So she's like, are you really dead? How is it possible? Because apparently, even though she knows that she wants all vampires to die, she doesn't actually know anything about them. No. So Caroline starts, you know, giving her the deets. And uh, Sheriff Forbes actually seems kind of receptive to listening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, step one, baby steps. Yeah. So at least, like, the she's paying attention to Caroline instead of straight up ignoring her and saying that she was not her daughter and all that shit. Yeah. Caroline really needed a break like this. <laughs> she did. So I think then we go back to the Salvatores. 
and uh, Alaric is there. He comes with some <laughs> of the research from Duke. This whole research from Duke thing, he's like, I brought Isabel's research. Like, as if you were, like, a scholar at a university and yes. all of your research could be rolled up into one box. Yeah, it's like a cardboard box. He's like, just pick this up from Duke. Uh, Isabel's assistant helped me. And Damon weirdly says, oh, Vanessa the hottie? I'm like, you, like, wanted to murder her when you were at Duke. Yeah, and she, she tried shot to cross in the back Elena. of the crossbow. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, like, they're too Every- quick to forget. Everybody's being, like, really nice about the people who recently attempted to kill them in this episode. It's like they had to make some repairs to make way for the new tension right? that's coming up. And every time I'm like, Bonnie, Damon and Jeremy are friends now, even though Damon killed Jeremy. Damon is talking about how hot Vanessa is, even though she shot him with a crossbow. You think you could, like, say hi to Caroline? Right? I know. Because she didn't even do anything to Bonnie. Yeah. Um, so they kind of catch Jeremy up on what the deal is with the research, and they mention that Aztec curse. Oh, yeah. And Jeremy, being Jeremy, has a great uh, reaction to this, which we had to pull up. For you guys to hear yourselves. Aztec curse, cool. <laughs> Aztec curse, cool. Oh my god, he would. He would. Uh, he's just... I mean, he's Jeremy. What more needs to be said? Again, the, the fact that it's an Aztec curse making everything legitimate. Oh yeah, totes. So they talk about the curse and the moonstone and Jeremy spouts some shit about... Says Jeremy's about some shit in the scene. I don't even remember. I think that he's the one that comes out and says that the moonstone is the key to healing the werewolf curse. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So we find out that that's why everybody wants the, the moonstone, because it can presumably stop werewolves from right. needing to turn. Oh, actually, that came from Isabel's research. And I remember because Alaric was like, well, according to Isabel's scribblings in this oh. box... Uh, the the moonstone is what binds the curse of the moon, and Jeremy's Ugh. like, "What does that mean?" Oh, of course, he couldn't have said anything intelligent. What was I yeah. thinking? And then they talk about witches and spells, and then Damon is like, "Well, that all seems like really stupid, and I don't believe it. Like, I'm supposed to believe that some magical heirloom like has the power to <laughs> do that." I'm like, "Girl." What was your whole thing with the fucking very important crystal last season? If you don't I believe know. that air- magical heirlooms can do magical things. I loved that you brought that up because I wouldn't have remembered that. But it was so ridiculous. The fact that this is where he draws the line with the moonstone when the very important crystal was what he had his whole future depending on last season. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to say like a specific example. I was like, what about, but then I was just like, what about season one? <laughs> The entire goddamn thing. So Damon is just being weird about it right now, and I don't get it. I don't either. All I have written next is shut up, Bonnie. So I think this okay. may have been did, where Elena took her into the woods to have a, a chat. So I think that this is a little bit... Bef- oh, wait. No, you're right. Yeah. So Bonnie and Elena are both at the the Lockwood Mansion getting ready for the masquerade fundraiser charity, whatever. <laughs> um, and... 
Bonnie and Elena are kind of like straight up fighting. So Elena's like, here, we need to go to a private place to have a conversation. So they go across the lake and I recognized this area as a place where I think Elena and Stefan shared one of their like final kisses in season one or something. I don't know. It looked very familiar to me. Interesting. Um, But Elena is kind of like, where do we stand, Bonnie? I'm your best friend. Um, And Bonnie is pretty much just saying that like she's lost Caroline and she can't see her because Caroline's a vampire and just kind of like spewing her same old bullshit about how she's left out because Caroline's a vampire. Like this is worse for Caroline than it is for you, (laughs) right? Like you're not the victim in a situation, Bonnie. Yeah, and she keeps making it about herself. Like I understand that she has bad feelings towards vampires Who because are you, what Stephen? happened with Graham. But oh, come on. Yeah, and also in the scene, Elena fills her in on like everything that's been happening with Catherine and her and Stefan fake fighting. And Bonnie's like, oh. I can't believe not only that you and Stefan are fake fighting, but that I didn't even know you were fighting in the first place. I'm like, well, I don't know where you've been the last few episodes, but. I didn't see you, like, trying to hang out with Elena. Yeah, but also, like, pick your battles, Bonnie. Like, the fact, I don't know. I just feel like she's pissing me off here. But, yeah, she was at, or was she not at the pavilion painting episode? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was not in that. Apparently, she doesn't get invited. It's whites only. Oh, God. Because it's too close to the old slave quarters. (laughs) It was. Oh, my God. It was too close. And everyone was talking about it. She was suspiciously absent for all the episodes where things were taking place in the slave quarters. I know. But, yeah, she's being an asshole again. And they kind of, like, come to some kind of understanding that they want to be friends. But she still refuses to see Caroline. Yeah. It seems like very odd where Bonnie is drawing the line here. Yeah. But uh, next thing that happens is Mason shows up <coughs> at the Lockwoods and he runs across Stefan. He's like, hey, Stefan, wasn't expecting to see you here or anywhere. But I'm And then Stefan's like, yeah, I uh, had a little accident, but I'm OK now. Um, referring to the fact that Stefan and Damon were both shot multiple times and then dragged to the dungeon to die a slow and painful death. Yeah, and apparently this is the first that Mason is hearing that that didn't pan out in his favor. Yeah, you would think he would have at least checked up on it or he just assumed everything was fine. He left a voicemail for Sheriff Forbes like, did it go okay? And then didn't hear from her for two days and (laughs) was like, oh, she's probably just taking a vacation. Yeah. So the deputy's asked, got it under control. He at least asks, like, oh, hey, what is the sheriff, like, dead? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, no, she's fine, but uh, she's not going to be doing your dirty work for you anymore. Yeah, and then Mason is like, that's fine. I'll guess I'll do it myself or something along yeah. those lines. I'm like, okay, A little bit threatening. Yeah. And then he bumps into Bonnie <laughs> on his way out, and Bonnie... <laughs> Uh, really reminiscent of season one suddenly has a vision yes so she like is like <gasps> and Steph is like Bonnie what's wrong is it Elena no he didn't say is it Elena this time I was but really expecting him yeah to, me too that's why I had to say it here um but Bonnie tells Stefan that she saw Mason with 
Elena. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, Bonnie, you are smart enough to put two and two together here. Because she's like, I saw him and Elena, and they were kissing. And Stefan's like, no, that's a lie. She would never. Oh, it was Catherine. Ooh. But does Bonnie, has Bonnie seen Catherine? Oh, yes, yeah. they have. At the, yeah, yeah. At the okay. funeral. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so this seemed really convenient. Like, they just needed a way for everybody to find out that Mason and Catherine were together. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, Bonnie can touch him accidentally. And no. Yeah. Because she's a witch. I I feel like the show uses, like, magical powers to further the plot in a mm-hmm. lot of circumstantial circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Like, no reasonable explanation for why this would happen, but you need to get there. Magic. Yeah. Put Bonnie in there. Yeah. She can see it. So they're like, fuck. And I'm like... Bonnie has the magical power of touching people and seeing who they're fucking. Like, she should write a gossip column. <laughs> she should. Just going around, like, to the mall and just bump into everybody. <laughs> so now that Bonnie has shared this very important piece of information with Stefan, uh, Jeremy arrives over at the Lockwood Mansion to crash the dang party for everybody. So he's <laughs> with Damon still. Yeah. yeah, so that's annoying. Um. So then I write Damon and Stefan as if those names in my notes under this header tells me anything, but I don't know. <laughs> Damon and Stefan start talking to each other. There's some kind of like conversation between people that leads to Elena finding out that uh, Jeremy is involved with whatever Stefan and Damon are doing. And she's like, right. How could you bring Jeremy into this? And Damon's like, excuse me, he invited himself. (laughs) And Elena tries to tell him that he's not allowed to, like, play with the big kids. And Jeremy's like, well, I don't care what you think, Elena. I can do this if I want to. Just leave me alone. Yeah. What a nerd. Yeah, he's being a little snot. And then we go over into the next room where Matt is there with uh, Tyler. And they're, like, putting up a chandelier or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Matt is talking about Caroline and it's like been how many episodes since they broke up but he's like yeah I don't know like one minute she's really awesome and then the next minute she's like really terrible like what the, what's the deal and Tyler says I had to write it down exactly he says that Caroline is an insecure neurotic bitchy little twit Oh my god that's like, so hard that's a lot especially of words coming from Tyler yeah but then he's like I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, he prefaces it like it makes a difference. Good yeah. God. <sighs> so, I guess that they're just establishing that those two are friends. When did they become friends again? They didn't. Was it after the car crash? I think they, Matt was still mad after the car crash. I don't remember. I feel like I haven't seen them in a scene together for a long time. But apparently they're over the whole uh, Tyler trying to fuck Matt's mom thing. Yeah. So that's cute. And they can complain about Caroline together, even though literally neither of them has, like, spoken to her recently. I know. And I feel like multiple weeks should have passed, but it also could have been two days in this in this world. I think it's been two days since the last episode. Okay. Because they said it would take three days for the Vervain to pass out of Sheriff Forbes' system. Gotcha. But as to how long it's been since... Uh, Caroline and Matt broke up. I have no idea. Yeah. It could have been like three summers ago. (laughs) 
So I think then they we go back to the Salvatore party and they run across Bonnie or they bring her into their powwow and they're like, we need you to uh, somehow get another vision about Mason that's more specific about like what he's doing and where Catherine is. Right. Yeah. That's not how it works. Yeah. She's like, I can't ask questions in my visions. I just see what shows up. And Damon's like, well, we need to see if he gave Catherine the moonstone. Um, and he's getting a little feisty and Stefan. Oh, and all, while all of this is going on, Elena is separate from Damon, mm. Stefan, and Bonnie because Stefan and Elena aren't supposed to be seen together because they're presumably fighting slash on a break. Yeah. So while Damon, Stefan, and Bonnie are having this little powwow about how Bonnie needs to touch Mason again so that they <laughs> could get the details about the Moonstone, Elena is just straight up freaking out. So she's like sitting on the stairs somewhere in a different part of the house. And she's, like, texting Stefan, like, hey, what up? And he's, like, uh, nothing, just chilling with Bonnie and Damon. And she's, like, hold up. Why are Bonnie and Damon spending time together? So she texts him back. She's, like, I need an update now. And then she starts calling him. So Stefan has to answer the phone and leave this very important conversation. (laughs) I just thought that whole thing was, like, very teenager, but also very true probably to what would happen in real life. Yeah, she just, like, could not even chill out for two seconds. And yeah. Stefan's like, you're not supposed to be calling me. Like, we just need Bonnie to help us find the Moonstone. It's fine. But yeah, it was funny. And things, like, escalate from here really quickly. They do. Yeah, so I think that Bonnie and Damon start talking about, like, the headache that she's able to give Damon. Yeah. Yeah. And he, like, asks what exactly it is. <laughs> And she explains it. It's so intense. She's like, well, I give you an aneurysm, but you have super healing. So it heals really quickly. So I just do it to you over and over and over and over. (laughs) I was like, damn, girl. And she also, like, gives a definition of an aneurysm for those in the audience who don't know. Yes. But then he asks if she could do it to anybody besides a vampire. And she's like, well, anybody who has healing powers. Mm -hmm. And we know from the fact that Damon stabbed... (laughs) Mason in the gut and then right. he rolled up at the Lockwood mansion like five minutes later with nary a wound <laughs> to be seen. <laughs> he must have some kind of healing powers. So that's in play. Um, Damon's kind of trying to boss Bonnie into helping them. Stefan's being all Stefan. He's like, hey, what he means is pretty please. Can you help us? Yeah. And she's like, fine. And I'm like, you literally will not even speak to Caroline, but you're just like hanging out with these two and going along with their plans. Like, what the hell? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Like, the things that she chooses to be mad and like take a stand on. Yeah. I think they finally convince her to get involved because they say that it's a threat to Elena if she doesn't, right? Yeah. Is that how they trick her into it? Yeah, because they need to get... Catherine out of their hair. Mm-hmm. So then Bonnie agrees, and I think that we kind of leave the room where they're in and walk outside. And Bonnie is struggling to take this giant ass <laughs> table out of a truck by herself. And Mason kind of runs up to help her and she brushes against him. Um and then she then she gives him like a million aneurysms, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Rah! 
Yeah, yeah, it's super intense. He really acts the hell out of it. Uh huh. And then Damon comes up and just straight up kicks him in the head. Yeah, and he, he passes sure does. out. Yep. And they just like <laughs> carry his body into the back of somebody's truck and, and race away. Yeah. Oh God. So while that's happening, uh, they're heading back to the Salvatore boarding house where Caroline is still down in the basement with her mom. And she's giving her basically Vampires 101 uh, talking. I don't even remember totally what she says in this scene, but she's explaining various things like how she drinks out of blood bags and Mm -hmm. that she steals from Damon. Yes, and that she's not the one that steals the bags from the blood bank. That's Mm -hmm. what Sheriff Forbes was worried about. She's like, that mystery... Um, and then she throws some serious shade at Stefan here. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm a responsible drinker, unlike Stefan. He's pretty problematic. And He's a blood... She calls him a blood hall. Oh, she does. She goes there. Yeah. It's true. He is. And she also gets really real, because her mom is like, so if you drink these blood bags, you don't have to kill? She's like, well, listen, I want to. It's my instinct, but mm-hmm. I doing a good job of controlling it now. Yeah. Unlike Stefan. <laughs> yes. And you can tell, like, Sheriff Forbes is, like, starting to see glimmers of hope that, you know, maybe this isn't the end of the world. She's, like, really latching on to anything that Caroline says that seems like she's not a murderous beast. hmm Is it in this scene where Sheriff Forbes is like, I just don't want this for you. I felt like that was kind of like the turning point at which yeah. she kind of accepted I can't remember it. If it was the yeah. scene or the next one, but gotcha. She does say that at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's sweet. It was. We needed that from you, Sheriff. Oh, and then we transitioned between scenes by Caroline sending me like, oh, Damon's home, because she can hear it from upstairs. Yes. <laughs> and then we cut to Damon, who is fireman carrying Mason Lockwood over his shoulder. Oh, my God. And Bonnie's there, and he's like, hey, Bonnie, move that carpet out of the way. I don't want it to get stained. <laughs> and, like, this is... I, I know there, in the past episode I mentioned that Damon is house proud, and this is, like, one of the first big instances of that. He's like, I don't want to get blood stains on this carpet, okay? It's a red carpet, by the way, just saying. It was, and it's probably from the 1800s. Yes, 1862. <laughs> so... He chains Mason to a chair, and Bonnie, like, puts her hands on each side of his head, and she can just read his mind now, I guess. Yeah. We never learn, like, what exactly Bonnie's powers are, how she knows what she can do, and how she figures out how to do it. She's always just like, oh, I'll just put my hands on his head, and I'll just know everything. Yeah. And she's finding out where the moonstone is, and she says, it's small, dark and I'm like yeah so definitely his butt <laughs> and then she says it has water it, like, it's a well I'm like okay yeah I know and then I think Bonnie just kind of like straight up bails she's like it's in the well you have what you need I need to get out of here oh yeah she's like alright that's it I'm done peace yeah. and then she's leaving uh, Damon's like hey thanks Bonnie yeah, that He's was always nice thanking moment. her for shit, and she never says you're welcome. No. Rude. Very rude. Where are your manners, Damon? <laughs> and so, Bonnie runs into Caroline on her way out, and it's awkward because right. she's been avoiding her like the plague. And Caroline has just popped upstairs, and she's like, Bonnie, hey, how's it going? And did you find the moonstone? 
Yeah, and Bonnie's kind of like, yeah, remember the well where we used to play when we were kids? And I was like, LOL, that doesn't sound very safe at all. No, it sure doesn't. (laughs) Um, But Bonnie pretty much says that it's over at the well and that she's leaving. And is it Caroline that's like, we need to go check it out? or? Well, first Bonnie asks if Caroline remembers where the well is. Oh, okay. Like, that's oh, right. by the Lockwood property. I'm like, the whole woods are basically the Lockwood property, as far as I can tell. Uh-huh. But Bonnie's like, oh, okay, cool, I'm going. And Caroline asks if she can come with, and Bonnie's like, no. Ugh, fine. Ugh, I know. And Caroline is so grateful when She's she... She's so excited. Yeah, when she... When Bonnie agrees that she could go with her. And so she just, like, bobs out of the house, leaves her mom in the basement. <laughs> yeah. To chew on her daughter's murderous urges. Oh, God. But I'm like, okay, at least Bonnie wasn't going to just use Caroline for information and then leave her behind. Baby steps again. I know. Caroline really needs a friend, too, especially from Bonnie. So I was happy to see this happen. Yeah, like, Elena is her friend right now, but she's always very preoccupied with other Yeah, things. she's always got crazy shit going on. She can't pay attention to Caroline. Yeah. Plus, Bonnie and Caroline Par- <laughs> had gotten really close yeah. uh, since Elena had been so caught up in her stuff and drama for the mm-hmm. past however long the show has been going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think we go back to the Lockwoods then, and Matt is talking to Elena and is like, where's Caroline? This is usually like her jam. She loves these town things. Is she seeing someone else? Dun, dun, dun. And Elena's like, no. And I'm like, what? It's not your business. You dumped her for being jealous. And now you're the jelly one. Like, look in the mirror, bro. I know. He is such a bro. Yeah. This whole thing pissed me off. I guess they're trying to reestablish the fact that Matt is, like, wanting to get back together with Caroline, which is weird because we haven't seen his presence in the past couple episodes at all. Yeah, he was, like, very anti-Caroline last time we saw him, but apparently he misses her. Yeah, I mean, that shouldn't come as a surprise. I feel like that always happens. Yeah. But uh, Elena gets distracted because Stefan goes running out the door because Bonnie texted him that the moonstone was in a well. Oh, right. And, like, he and Elena don't really acknowledge each other, and Matt's like, oh, I'm not even going to ask. Oh, and Elena's like, uh, gotta go. And then she just runs away and follows Stefan. <laughs> like, you're really bad at pretending that you're not together. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's so true. Come on. It's very obvious. He's a vampire. He can take care of himself. I know. And every time that he's not there, she's sending him a text. So. So, so we go to the Salvatores, I think, now. Right. Yes. So at this point, Damon um, has taken a, a fire poker and just holding it in the flame. So. He's pretty much taking that and sticking it into Mason Lockwood's chest. That is a very good way of describing it, because he's not, like, stabbing him. He's just, like, gently pressing it against his flesh until it goes in, like, he's made out of butter or something. Yeah, it's so weird. And he tells Mason the purpose is that... The purpose of this exercise is to find out if Mason feels pain, um... Which he does, because he sure he's, does. like, literally <laughs> screaming bloody murder every time he gets, like, branded. Um, mm-hmm. But he also heals very fast, which Damon is disappointed in. Yeah, so he's like, guess I've got to just keep on hurting you. Yeah, so basically Damon wants to know why Mason is with Catherine and what she has to do with the Moonstone. Yeah. 
So he sticks the poker into him again, and we cut over to the forest where Stefan finds the well pretty much immediately. Yeah. Which seems suspicious, but it's, like, this very intact well. Like, considering how, like, reduced to rubble everything else from the 1800s is in that forest... This is like a functioning well with like a nice little grate on top. I was it like wasn't even dusty or rusty or anything. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. <laughs> but uh, Stefan pulls off the cover, and just as he's about to go in, Elena runs up, and Stefan's like, "You're not supposed to be here." She's like, "I know, but I am." <laughs> like no other explanation. <laughs> She's just there. Yeah. And Stefan's like, "All right, BRB," and he just jumps straight into the well. Yeah, like. He didn't even look down first. He just jumped in there. Like a dumbass. Yeah. And he gets his because guess what that well is full of? Uh, vervain water. The vervain is literally floating all over the top of it. It's yeah. bananas. If he had looked, he would have seen the vervain. I know. At least he, he had her like, cell phone flashlight and flash it down there to see what's going on. Yeah. So Elena starts screaming and Caroline hears her from where she and Bonnie are headed into the woods and mm-hmm. she zooms up and she, she's like about to just jump straight in to help Stefan, which I thought was sweet. Elena had a moment where she looked like she was going to jump in the well after him, but then she thought the better of it. Thank and God. there's like this giant coil of chain on the ground to like go, that's supposed to go into the well, I guess. But <laughs> Elena's like on her knees, like hugging it, like trying to move it, but it's too heavy for her frail arms. Yes. So uh, Caroline is going to have to handle the chain. But first, we're going to uh, go back to the torture party. And uh, Jeremy shows up again, right? Or was he there? Yeah, he wasn't there the he whole was time. Not there. He shows up and he, he has like oh. some new info. Oh, my He's like, God. I was doing some research and I found out about this plant. And here I have a bunch of it. It's called Wolfsbane. And or it, Blue Rocket or something, something technical. Latin yeah. Setting. And it either creates werewolves, uh, does something, or hurts werewolves. Oh my god. I wrote, Jeremy brings it after binging on his phone. Yeah. He He pretty much did bing it. Did he say he binged it? No, I just assumed that he had to because he had too many facts that Jeremy Gilbert would actually know. Yeah. He was like, I'm Professor Jeremy of werewolf studies. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh... So he gives the wolfsbane to Damon. And, like, the whole time he's explaining it, Mason is just, like, shaking his head, like, no. Yeah, he gave gave it away, for sure. Yeah. So Damon grabs it from Jeremy, and he brings it over to Mason and brushes his cheek, and you just hear the sizzle. It's basically vervain for werewolves. Yes, totally. And then shit got really real. Wait, do we go back to the well before it gets more real? I don't know. No, I don't think we do. Okay. So Damon straight up, like, is pressing it on Mason's face. And then eventually he just shoves a whole stalk of it in Mason's mouth. And he gets, like, all foamy, like, bloody, thick mucus, like, flowing out of his mouth. It's really gross. It was gross. I was pretty, like, I was grossed out, but I was also pretty impressed of the special effects here. Like, I feel like it was the best that we've seen in the (laughs) show so far. Yeah. Even though it was probably just, like, fruit roll-up spit that was coming out of, like, Mason's mouth or something. Yeah. It was really disgusting. It was. And then I think we cut back to the well, where they've rigged up some kind of chain pulley, and <laughs> oh we're about to God. lower Elena down into it. She's, like, sitting perched on a loop of chain. 
And we're like, literally, why can't you just lower that down and have Stefan grab it and pull it back up? Like, this is the stupidest plan. Also, do you know how hard it is to balance on a chain? Yeah. Like, that, there's no way that she could have done that. Yeah. for a long time. But she would have just flipped over immediately because she's human. Yeah. And that's how humans balance on thin pieces of chain. Yeah. Oh, my God. That pissed me off. But they lower her down. Stefan is just, like, sitting there with his face in the water. Yeah. I'm like, hold your head up. He's, like, doing the dead man's float in the vervain water. Like, he's pretty much completely submerged. Yeah. So Elena, like, ties him to the chain. Again, he wouldn't have stayed like that, right? Yeah. Physics. Yeah, she has him, like, with it across his chest. So, like, he has more weight in the back. Uh-huh. Like, his weight is not not distributed correctly, but somehow he... He gets pulled up. <laughs> Caroline pulls him up. Yep. And Elena is like, now that I'm down here, I'm going to find the moonstone. So she starts like, she's like searching for nooks in the wall. I'm like, it's probably under the water, Elena. Yeah. I was like, if it wasn't that. a nook in the wall, a vampire could get it. Yeah. And she finds this little box that she assumes it's in. And we see that there are snakes in this well. There are snakes. They're creeping all over the walls. And I think that there could possibly be a very successful movie about the situation, and do you know what it would be called? Snakes in a Well. Snakes in Vervain. Oh, I like it. <laughs> snakes in Vervain. Or Snakes uh, on Vervain. Yes. Uh, so she is about to, like, get pulled back up, but then a snake just, like, jumps on her face. Yeah, like, thing. do snakes do that? I don't know. I've never met a snake. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I wasn't sure if when she opened the box, like, three, like, sprung out at her. I don't know if she even opened it. Oh, she didn't? No, it just, like, came out. Like, yeah, it was so fucking weird then. I was like, maybe it was pent up in the box, and that's why it jumped at her. I don't know. I don't know. But she is screaming. She eventually manages to get back on her chain swing, and they pull her out. And I'm like, what was even the point of the snakes? And I'm just imagining Mason Lockwood getting the moonstone and being like, okay. And getting some snakes and some vervain. And like, how, <laughs> how did he transport the snakes? Like, where did he get them? He takes them to the well and throws them all down there. And he's, what is he going to do? Like, when he gets, when he needs to get the moonstone, he's just going to go down there at the snake party. <laughs> now we at the snake party. <laughs> having, having a great time. time. Oh my god. Yeah. I was thinking maybe the snakes were already down there and he just like threw some vervain in there like for good measure. I don't know. I guess that would make a little more sense. Do snakes usually live in wells? I've never been in a well. I've never been in a well either, but it seems like the kind of place where a snake would hang. But how does it like get food? Do mice just fall in the wall? It just waits for humans to go (laughs) in, and that's why it jumped at her. I don't know. Don't ask me science. Yeah. Well, anyway, Elena immediately, like, launches herself onto Stefan's, like, scarred and rotting body. Oh, yeah. She finds a rock and slices her palm again (sighs) open and starts feeding him. And I'm like, so much for the one drop at a time. And she didn't even say ow this time. No. Yeah, but she did for the pinprick. (laughs) Why the palm? And then you pointed out that it was really stupid for Elena to be, like, touching Stefan right now. Because she was in the vervain, too. So she's covered in vervain water. Yeah. But, yeah. Seems like they're going to be okay. Elena's freaking out way too much considering that Stefan is a vampire and will heal on his own. 
Like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And she's like, I got the moonstone. I got the moonstone. And then we go back to the torture party where Mason is still uh, foaming at the mouth. Oh, right. And Jeremy's a little bit uncomfortable with this whole situation, but he really wants to prove that he can be on the team, so he's not saying anything. Yeah, like, I was confused. Like, does Damon tell him to leave, and then he's like, no. Or what? Well, like, what the fuck happens? Because they're like, he, like, goes up to him and gives him, like, this really intense eye thing. <laughs> well, first, they finally get Mason to talk. He... Like, Jeremy says, oh, like, yeah. oh, if he was going to say anything, he would have said it by now. Like, stop torturing him. Uh-huh. Then Damon, like, does something, and Mason's like, it's in the well, it's in the well. Okay. And he just breaks. He's like, I know it's in the well, jackass. Like, catch up. What is Catherine planning to do with it? Oh. And he gives this whole explanation, like, I'm getting it for Catherine. She's going to use it to break the werewolf curse so that I won't have to transform anymore because she loves me. And Damon's just like, oh, you simple fool. Yeah, I felt the same. I'm like, it's it's a bummer, but it's also kind of hilarious. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, Mason, you got punked. Yeah, and Damon's like, now I get it, you're just stupid. (laughs) And he now has all the information that he needs, so he's ready to tie up some loose ends here. But Jeremy, like understands that Mason's about to get killed and he's not really cool with that. So he's like, I'm not leaving. Like, you don't... Like, he wants to stay there so that Damon won't kill him. But Damon, like, zooms up and starts choking him because anytime they're having a serious conversation, somebody has to be choking somebody. Of course. That's That's how how, it works. That's how you can tell that there's (laughs) tension in a scene. Yeah. So he's like, listen... This is how it works. Like, he is a threat to us. The first chance he had, he tried to kill me and Stefan. Mm -hmm. This is kill or be killed. And, like, that was the last episode, Damon. Catch up. (laughs) And, like, meanwhile, Mason just, like, turns to Jeremy and is like, just help Tyler. I don't want him to go through this. And then I felt bad for Mason. Yeah, he's like, I don't want him to end up like me. Oh, my God. I was like, this was sad. Yeah. So Damon continues choking Jeremy and telling him, to get wise to the ways of the, the Vampire Diaries world. Uh-huh. And finally, Dream's like, fine, and he just, like, walks away. Yeah. He's like, like right. I've had enough of this. And Damon and Mason have kind of a moment where Damon's like, I've been you, like, I've been exactly where you are. And I'm like, well, can't you just sympathize with him a little bit, though, and maybe you guys can be friends? But no, he's like, Catherine will just rip your heart out. But not if I do it first. Oh, God. And then he breathes him. Yeah, he does. And uh, it was pretty brutal. They yeah. didn't show the heart coming out this time, though, but yeah. they just showed they didn't Mason's show, like, his cold, dead face. In his chest. Yeah. But yeah, his heart is now separate from his body. And RIP Uncle Mason. Yep. We barely knew ye. Yes, surfer. <laughs> so all of this murder is going on upstairs uh sheriff forbes is still downstairs and caroline goes to visit her mm-hmm. so i guess was this happening simultaneously was caroline just trying to distract sheriff forbes from what was going on upstairs or did she know. come in like, later does sound carry down to the dungeons because sheriff forbes would definitely have been there when everything was happening upstairs yeah. but caroline at some point is down there and yeah filling her mom in on her day 
and this scene like made me cry a little bit. Yeah. She's like, and I pulled Stefan out of this well and blah, blah, blah. And Bonnie wasn't mean to me once. Oh, it was, was so like, cute. Oh I know. It's like such a low bar. Like Bonnie wasn't mean to me once. That's progress. I know. It was like, have more self-respect. She doesn't deserve you anymore. It, like, really reminded me of, like, a little kid, like, telling their mom about their day in this scene. Oh, my God. It It was devastating. And Sheriff Forbes just has this, like, loving look in her eye. And she's like, you've become this strong and confident person. It's amazing. You don't have to compel me. I won't let anything bad happen to you. You can trust me. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, it only took a little bit for Sheriff Forbes to do, like, a complete 180. Yeah. So, mm, so nice. Caroline deserves that. She does. She totally does. But Caroline's like, I know, like, I believe you. I know I can trust you. But because Stefan and Damon are an issue, I'm going to have to compel you anyway. So she compels her to think that she's had the flu and that Caroline made overly salty soup for her and they argued and now they're just like they were before, like ignoring each other and not being close. I know. So like... And they have tears in their eyes and like Caroline's sobbing while she's doing it. She's like, your daughter who loves you so much just went back to ignoring you. I know. It was so, so sad. This was like the most emotional scene in the whole show so far, I thought. Oh my gosh. They don't get to keep that moment that they had. Well, at least Caroline gets to remember it. Oh, that's true. She knows that when it comes down to it, her mom would stand by her after wanting to kill her friends briefly. (laughs) (laughs) And trying to. Yeah. So Sheriff Forbes is now back to being clueless about everything, and Mason's not there to tell her otherwise anymore. Oh, God. And now she relies on her deputies only. But they're dead. Oh, all the deputies are dead. I forgot. <laughs> Holy I, mean, I don't shit. know if those are the only deputies, but... It, probably. They don't seem like the kind that would, like, save some just in case all the other ones die. <laughs> but who knows? So we... After that beautiful moment, we hop back upstairs uh, where Stefan has arrived and Damon is pretty much rolling up Mason's body <laughs> in the tapestry or whatever he put I down on the floor. I think he just had floor. like a tarp. A ta- yeah, <laughs> yeah, a tarp. Yeah, uh-huh. um, possibly my second favorite part of the episode is here where Damon picks up Mason's phone and, and sends a text to Carol Lockwood like a business opportunity <laughs> arose in Florida and I will be going back. I'll send for my stuff later. Peace. Oh my I'm god. Like, I had forgotten every time somebody dies they get they send posthumously send a message to somebody saying they're out of town. It's just like Logan <laughs> fell all over again. It is. If there's a few things we can rely on in Mystic Falls, it's that and <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot. Oh, and the fact that everybody dies through animal attacks. Yep. Sorry, it has been a long week, y'all. I'm surprised they haven't had anybody dying of a snake attack since they have snakes and that would explain the bite marks oh claire you need to move to mystic falls and become sheriff or mayor or both i want to be the head of animal control (laughs) that's a more important position than the other two combined i have great job security (laughs) and i don't have to actually do anything yeah you just have to cover up murders oh man so then damon does a completely dumbass thing and he takes why? He's like, I wonder what the last number he called was. 
Because it would have been Catherine. Yep. So Damon gives Catherine a ring and she picks up and she's like, Mason, you should have been here an hour ago. And Damon was like, well, wrong boy toy. And mm-hmm. then Catherine is like, Damon, you really shouldn't have done this. You have no idea what you've done. Oof. So Damon's like, oh, what, your plan's ruined now because you needed a werewolf or I forget what the fuck he says, something yeah. along those lines. And Catherine's like, listen, I always have a plan B if for some reason my plans don't go as planned. Um, I have a plan B, a plan C, and you know how the alphabet goes. Oh, burn. Yeah, burn. And then she has the ultimate burn. She says, send my love to Stefan. Yeah, that was, uh, that, that, was, was cool. that was shady. Cool. Yeah, it really was. You're as cold as ice, Catherine. <laughs> so while all of this has been going on, Alaric has been over at the Gilberts having a sexy cooking party with Aunt Jenna. It was sexy. She has this giant glass of wine and he's like chopping something. She's like, ooh, you're really handy with that. And they're, like, kissing and, like, getting too wrapped up and making out with each other to cook. Uh Uh-huh. But then Elena comes home and uh, heads upstairs. I don't remember what the point of that was. (laughs) She, like, snuck in and Alaric was like, you okay, girl? But he, like, mouthed it to her. It was all very weird. It was weird. I, like, had this moment where I was like, this man, this grown man isn't his girlfriend and, like, having secret whispered conversations with with her teenage niece. Yeah, I got the same vibe. Yes, so true, Claire. We're on the same page. I don't remember why Elena goes upstairs. Does she, like, talk to somebody up there? Uh, I think she's looking for Jeremy, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, she comes back down and Aunt Jenna's on the phone and... Uh, Elena goes to Laura and she's like, who's, who's Aunt Jenna talking to? He's like, I don't know. And Aunt Jenna says, oh, yes, I understand. <laughs> and hangs up the phone. And so, like, while Elena and Alaric are talking, Aunt Jenna's just in the background chopping some bread or something. And... Wait, I think oh, she, that she, 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 yeah, she hands the phone to Elena. Yes. Yes. So Elena's like, hello. And then it's Catherine on the other end. Um... So Catherine is all like, listen, Elena, you didn't think that I would find out about your and Stefan's little rendezvous this morning. Um, I've been manipulating Aunt Jenna to be my spy and she's been telling me everything. Yeah, I changed out her perfume because that was how she was protecting Aunt Jenna by making her perfume with vervain that God forbid she doesn't wear for one day and like (laughs) occasionally giving her special vervain tea. Oh my like, god. Like, you couldn't give her some jewelry? Like, some gaudy-ass hoop earrings? <laughs> we know she loves those. So, yeah, she has been compelling Aunt Jenna the same way she was with... Uh, well, she wasn't compelling Caroline, but forcing her to spy. Mm-hmm. And so Aunt Jenna has been reporting back. And she has, over the phone... Apparently, compelling somebody over the phone works when you're a vampire. Yeah. She suggested to Aunt Jenna that the world would be much better off without her. And then Aunt Jenna takes the giant-ass knife and stabs herself in the stomach. Oh, my God. Like, how many people have been stabbed in this kitchen so far? At least two. Aunt Jenna and Father Uncle John. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was too real for me. It was intense. It was. So Aunt Jenna just falls to the ground with this giant knife, and Alaric and Elena run over to her side. Yeah, and so they take her to the hospital instead mm-hmm. of, like, getting Stefan to come over and give her blood, which seemed silly. 
<laughs> yeah, they got options. But she's going to be okay. Elena comes out of the, like, ER. She, like, walks out of the actual, like, doctor doors of the ER to the waiting room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why was she in there? Yeah. Are they supposed to, like, wait for a doctor to come out and tell them what's what? But she tells Jeremy and Jenna it's going to be okay, but she's all freaked out. And Jeremy starts, like, hugging her and, like, holding her and, like, caressing her hair. Yeah. And being like, Catherine's going to pay for this. And he's looking all menacing as though he can do anything about it. Right? I know. It's like... Like, you couldn't even be in the room when somebody ripped somebody's heart out. Like, you think you can take on Catherine? (laughs) Yeah, no. Catherine's bringing down this whole fucking town, Jeremy. You can't do shit. Yeah. Go home and doodle werewolves. (laughs) And then jack off to them. Oh. He would. He would. (laughs) I'm worried that the show is going to use this as, like, a turning point for Jeremy. Ooh. Oh. Um, so then Elena leaves the hospital and goes to the Salvatore's because she has to have a conversation with Stefan. Uh, yeah, so he walks in and Stefan's crying in front of the fire. And he's looks back at her and he's pretty much like, I know what you're going to say to me. I don't want to hear it. And she's like, it has to be said. It has to be over. Aunt Jenna got hurt. Jeremy could be next. And Claire was like, so what? Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, She's like, we were stupid to think that we could get away with this sneaking around. Like, it has to be over for real. And Stefan's crying more than she is. Yeah. Stefan is tore up. Because it's like, his whole point in life is Elena. Like, she at least has hobbies, I think. Mm-hmm. Or she at least used to before they started dating. Yeah. But they hug, and she's like, I love you, and I know you love me, but we gotta do this. Now they're splitsies for real. And, and the horrible song was playing in the yeah, background. What the hell was the song? Got the song to get to you, got to see this through. Yeah. There is the beginning of the episode and end of the episode songs were especially bad this week. Like, the music on the show is usually pretty terrible, but mm-hmm. they really went above and beyond this time. They did. This was like a used cover band. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Ugh. So Elena kind of runs to the door and Damon intercepts her and he is getting all emotional. He's like, I'm so sorry. This is my fault. I like taunted Catherine and I'm so sorry. And yeah. And Elena's like, Damon, it doesn't matter. Catherine has won. And then she walks out. Shit. And you think that's going to be your end of the episode moment, but there's nope. one last little treat for us. Oh God. I know. Uh, I'll tell the people. So Catherine is sitting in her airbnb or whatever the fuck she's in (laughs) and we see that she's compelling someone she's like now that i've lost a werewolf i need a new one so i need you to go after tyler and the camera pans over and it's matt Uh Mm uh-oh so she's kind of like what are you gonna do and matt is like i'm going to go after tyler until he kills me it's like Jimmy 2.0, man. Oh, God. Did you oh, sleep Jimmy with Marla, Jimmy the bartender? Too? I like... Wait, who was Jimmy? Jimmy was the guy that Mason killed in Florida. Oh, right. It's how quickly you forget. <laughs> Brooke and Darren. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember about this whole show. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, that's it. Uh, Matt now is on a crash course with uh, Tyler's fists once again. Yeah. So we're going to have to wait until next week to see how that turns out. I feel like it's not going to go well for him. I mean, I would assume not. Yeah. I mean, I know what's going to happen. Don't tell me. I shan't. No spoilers. 
So yeah, that was a pretty action-packed episode. I thought it was, it was really good. Uh, yeah, it was. There, a lot happened, and it was really emotional in places. And Bonnie was back and started to be ever so slightly less terrible. Mm-hmm. And Sheriff Forbes came around, and there's all this new hijinks. Mason's dead. Yeah. Aunt Jenna stabbed herself. Oh my god, that was like so real. Thanks for this recap. It's reminding me of all of the crazy things that went down in this single episode. It was a classic, crazy, fast-paced Vampire Diaries episode, and I appreciated it. Yeah, these are the ones that like get me through. I mean, I like all of the episodes, but these ones are like, Mm -hmm. holy shit. Yeah. And I just can't help but think of all the craziness left to come this season. We're very close to uh, meeting a character I'm very excited about. Oh. Yes, I think it's maybe, it's within the next few episodes, I think. Is it a vampire, or is it a werewolf, or is it a human, or is it a witch? Come on. I'll tell you when they show up. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) I'll probably miss the context clues anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, so who you want to punch? It's a good question, because I had a couple ideas Mm -hmm. as we were going through the episode but then I feel like all of the good people or all of the people that I wanted to punch either redeem themselves or had something terrible come upon them (laughs) so my punch would do little for example Mason Mm. Matt Bonnie Sheriff Forbes (laughs) like I don't know who do you want to punch okay you go first I want to punch Jeremy Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. My old standby. What the fuck? I mean, I guess it goes without saying that we always want to punch Jeremy, even yeah. in episodes where he's not there. Mm-hmm. But this week, he was just being so annoying. No, like, you're right. Like, a puppy dog who, like, wants to hang out with the cool kids. Because puppy dogs always want to hang out with the cool kids. <laughs> Mixing metaphors here. But, I love it. But then he's just such a little, like, dweeb about it. Like... I wouldn't want to watch somebody get their heart ripped out of their chest, but if you're going to a vampire party, that's what you're going to get, girl. Yeah. Like, get with it or get out. Uh, You're so right. And then the fact that he, like, is a nerd all episode, and then he tries to act powerful at the hospital, like he's going to protect the family from Catherine. Mm -hmm. Um, Excuse me. No, that's not how this works. Nope. That's a good one. I'm ashamed that that didn't come into mind. I was shocked. I think that I'm used to him not being in the episodes that much from the past few. Yeah. Or I'm just not using my maybe you thinking just brain. love him. Ew, don't say that about your friend. <laughs> that ain't I'm right. I'm sorry. That was too far. <laughs> it was. We have boundaries. <laughs> um, fair. That's a good one. I think that I want to punch Damon. Because I feel like the fact that he called Catherine to taunt her Mm. was really stupid. Yeah, that was idiotic. It was. It was just too much. And we know that Damon has issues with his, like, impulses and setting forth horrible events in motion. (laughs) Um, But it was just really stupid. Like, Mason's heart had barely stopped beating (sighs) when he had called Catherine to taunt her about him being dead and... He knows her. He's known her for fucking 170 years or something. Um, so he should have expected something serious to come out of it. You know what it remind me, right, that reminded me of? What? Wait. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Yes. And you watched the last season? Yes. Okay. So it reminded me of when 
Jon Snow's merry band of bros were on that ice island. Uh-huh. And the hound threw the rock. He was throwing the rock at the dead guys. And it, like, showed them that they could get across the ice. And I was just like, you literally are the reason a dragon died. Yes! Like, oh my god, that was so stupid. You idiot. Ugh. So that that was basically what it was. It was. It was like, instead of a dragon dying, Aunt Jenna stabbed herself in the stomach. Yeah. Damon set those events in motion. Yeah. For sure. There was another Game of Thrones reference that I thought of while I was watching this. I was like, this is just, like, whatever happened. But Was it incest? No, it wasn't incest, but I could see where you're getting that for sure. Thanks, fucking Jeremy. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll come to me. All right. Well, I think we can go to Wireman now because Jeremy is making me think of it with his Mm -hmm. macho, like, I'll stop Catherine. And it's just like, what's his name? Mason last week thinking that he could take on Caroline. It's like, oh, I am a big, strong man. Even though this woman has magical strength and abilities beyond my wildest imagination, she has a vagina. Yeah. I can take her down. So she'll, I'm inherently better be than her. her. Period, and I'll insult her shoes. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah, it was totally ridiculous, the fact that Jeremy thought that he could... A, protect Elena when Stefan can't, and he's an old-ass vampire. Like, not that that... I don't know. It's just frustrating to see Jeremy try and take a position of power when he's so weak. Mm-hmm. He's like a Logan Fell, really, like mediocre going into the woods to kill vampires. Uh, no. To bring this to a Buffy place, this is something I've actually never thought about, but it really mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense the more that I think about it. Jeremy is the Xander, and Xander was the worst. And. Jeremy is the worst and Mm -hmm. there is a slight difference in that Xander was in love with Buffy and Jeremy is not in love with Elena because she's his well cousin or whatever oh yeah but it's the same like just ordinary douche bro who wants to hang out and help but like has no skills and just acts like an asshole all the time so yeah I think that Xander and Jeremy should both fuck off and die here here and men are stupid i really did enjoy that in the cunning plan to kidnap uncle mason though they kind of used wire men for their own advantage they did oh my god that was the next thing that i was about to say staged (laughs) the situation where she was a damsel in distress (laughs) that mason would have to come in and help her out of this peril i know it was like in my mind, like, she didn't even know that he was around. It was, like, the fact that, like, she would just try to lift something would just, like, call Mason Lockwood out of, like, wherever he was within, like, a 15-mile radius to come to her assistance. Hark! A woman is trying to move a piece of furniture. <laughs> I am waited. in trouble. Uh, let me go help her. She clearly doesn't know what she's doing. You gotta lift with your leg. <laughs> let me do it. Oh, so that was good. Yeah, that was nice so, moment. so good. I loved it. <laughs> and then the fact that she got to, like, give him 8 million aneurysms right after was so precious. Yeah, I, I really appreciated uh, that. The whole thing was just great. <laughs> uh, but in the more serious realm, I think there's also this whole thing where a lot of the men on the show do really horrible douchey things out of love for Catherine. 
Mm. Like Mason is trying to kill people and steal this heirloom from his nephew, all because he is in love with Catherine. Damon did all that shit last season because he was in love with Catherine. And I'm like, that's not an excuse. Like, you're just using your, you know, I am a man. I love a woman. I must do feats of strength and violence to prove my love. Yeah. I'm just like, could you all just, like, maybe chill? I think that that's a really good point, and I hadn't really thought of it in that context before, but it they are really... I don't think that they would act this way if they weren't in love and feeling like they had to prove something to Catherine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's toxic dangerous. Masculinity. To- toxic masculinity, for sure. Yeah, it sucks. Stop. Please stop. And I'm sick of men. Are you sick of men? I always am. Um, <laughs> but I did think that we got some really good female scenes in this episode which was good kind of playing off the wire men um we saw caroline pretty much kick ass in the well scene Mm -hmm. that was really good so i couldn't think of another scene in the show where a man needed to be saved and women solely came to their rescue like with stefan at the bottom of the well so i was happy to see that baby stuck uh stefan was stuck in the well and Caroline, Caroline had to get him out. Yes. And she used her own upper body strength to yank him up a chain and out of that well. That she did. Badass. Yeah. Her muscles were flexing or whatever muscles do. Yeah. And then Working. her mom was like, you've become such a strong, confident woman. Yes. I was like, yeah, she has. You the best, Caroline. Number one in my heart. Yep. So there were some wire women moments, but there were some good women moments, too. Hopefully we'll get some good moments from Bonnie soon. Hopefully. Now I see why you hated her. Yeah. I'm getting there. <laughs> Get it together. So who should have done it? Um, who should have? All I can think of is Jeremy, which I don't want him to do it with anyone. I know, because I missed him for the who you want to punch. <laughs> um... I don't know. There were no, there was no sexual tension in this episode. Yeah, like Stefan and Elena shouldn't have done it because it led to a lot of pain. <laughs> I know. I was like, should they have done it one more time for their love? No, it probably would have just killed Aunt Jenna. Yeah, I feel like this is becoming my crutch when I don't have anything to say. But Aunt Jenna and Alaric. <laughs> yeah, because like they were probably gonna do it after their sexy dinner, but then she stabbed herself. <laughs> And I wish instead, like, they had decided to abandon their food and just go bang one out. Yeah. They probably were while they were cooking. They probably did bang one out. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just not shown. <laughs> so maybe I need to pick somebody else. Uh, no, I think that that was a good pick. You know who should have done it? Damon and Mason. Like, Oh, yeah. They've both been burned by Catherine. Instead of ripping his heart out, he could have, like put his hand in another part of Mason's body. Where the moonstone lives. <laughs> Where the sun don't shine, but the moonstone resides. <laughs> oh, they could have bonded over their broken hearts. That would have actually been a really nice relationship. Like, it, like they had the beginnings of it at that weird barbecue. Oh, right. If yeah. that whole thing with, like, putting them in the dungeon and shooting them hadn't happened. 
They really could have been something. They could have. A lost opportunity for love. Yeah. Right, I think that's turn. a really good pick. Oh my god. Where do I go from here? Um, can I talk about who shouldn't have done it? Sure. Okay, so Stefan and Elena for sure. Oh yeah. But also Mason and Catherine. Yeah. This shit is crazy. Like, I, why does she need the Moonstone? It certainly wasn't to protect Mason. No. Well, she says in the last scene that she needs a werewolf for something. Maybe she needs to, like, kill a werewolf to do something about vampires. I don't know. Sorry, that was extremely vague. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who should have done it. I don't think anyone should have done it because I hate everyone except for Caroline. I want Caroline and a mystery man who loves and appreciates her for her confidence should have done it. I like it. I agree. Okay, cool. Sorry (laughs) that took me so long to come to a conclusion for our segment. Sometimes it's really hard to root for anybody in this world. It is. All right. So that's, you know, another kind of turning point in this show. We're really pivoting more and more towards Catherine Mm -hmm. and her strange schemes. Very interested in what's going to go down at this masquerade ball and how it's involved with charity. Me too. I'm very interested to see how many scenes um, Elena and Catherine are each wearing a mask in, and we don't know who is who. That's my prediction for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And I think that at this point, almost all of the show's characters are embroiled in this drama, because when we started the first season, it was just Elena and Damon and Stefan. Um, but slowly over time, everybody's gotten involved. So I don't even think we have anybody left who's in the dark because at this Matt. point. Oh, but he's been compelled. Yeah, but he doesn't know. He doesn't anything. know, but now he's like part of it, though. Yeah. Like he's Jenna provoking. doesn't really know either, even though she's also been compelled. That's true. But she stabbed herself. So she's involved in the action of it, even if she doesn't know why. What do you think is going to be their explanation for how she got stabbed? Did oh an God. animal come in and stab her? <laughs> a tiger came in and grabbed her. No, a monkey. Grabbed a knife. <laughs> a monkey, because it has opposable thumbs. Yes. And just tossed him to the kitchen and was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, and everyone would just be like, that's completely reasonable. That yeah. could happen. We caught the monkey. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> this will never happen again. Her body wasn't drained of blood. Nope. All right. Well, if you have any thoughts on how you might explain away a self-stabbing, hit us up on many social media outlets. Mystic follow us on Twitter. Mystic follow us on Facebook. The VD Diaries. Mystic follow us on Instagram, where our extremely long Instagram handle is the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. Rate us and review us and subscribe on iTunes. We did get a new review this week. We did? Yes. I. It's from somebody named Lindsay1864, which could be one of two people, I believe. <laughs> it sounds like a friend to me. <laughs> so thank you, Lindsay1864. I'd love to hear your story from that seminal year and what family you were a part of. Were you a fell? Oh, I hope so. I hope you are related to Tina Fell specifically, my yes. hero. <laughs> I hope that you were once arrested for operating a buggy while under the influence of elderflower wine or something. Wow, yeah. 
Oh, we're up to 15 reviews, all five stars. Yeah. We are a highly rated podcast. Thanks to all 15 of you. (laughs) (laughs) I know which Lindsay it is. Ooh. Damon and Liz forever. Yes, I appreciated that. So good. They didn't have a scene together this week, or I could have said they should have done it. Although that would be really creepy considering Caroline. Oh, it really would. But Damon tries to sleep with everybody's mom. It's true. At any rate. Well, if you want to sleep with somebody's mom, just make sure that it's consensual and that you're not best friends with their child. (laughs) Uh, These are good life tips. No glove, no love. Or else you might need plan B. Mozzarella.